Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am so dang grateful that you are here. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that has been stewing in my brain for a little while now because of my own personal experiences and also re-inspired by conversations that I've had with you all, the listeners, through social media, in person, etc. And that conversation is about what to do when kids and adults are a-holes, specifically referring to when they make unsolicited body comments that make us feel like crap, have us slip into a shame spiral, and all of that fun stuff. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Helene Farmer for sharing some podcast love on the gram. She said in her stories, you can only listen to the news so many times over and over again on the radio all day long before you go crazy. And if you can't stand to sit in the silence with your own thoughts, I highly recommend trying out some podcasts. You will know immediately if it's one you won't like, so jump to another. Tons of options, every topic you can imagine. And if you need a self-love confidence boost or some sunshine in your day, Coach Kaya is your gal. Thank you so, so much for the love and support. When you all share the podcast to your social or when you leave a rating or review, I see every share, I see every comment, and it truly means the world to me. Straight up, podcasting can feel lonely when it's just me out here sitting in my yard in with a microphone. Granted, I do have a porch kitty sitting to my right right now, so I'm not totally alone. But your feedback like this, when you tell me what's resonating with you, when we get to have conversations offline when I'm not holding the microphone in my hand, talking to a screen, that is what keeps me going. And if you want to support the show and maybe get a shout out on an upcoming episode, one of the best ways you can do so, and it's totally free, is to screenshot this episode, share it to your social media stories and tag me, or leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. It is one of the best ways to support the show and to support me, and it truly means the world. Okay, now let's get into the good stuff. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. Have you ever had someone make an unsolicited comment about your body to your face, maybe even behind your back? But I am just going to go ahead and venture to assume that most of us had have had this happen to us in some form or another. Maybe it was someone that you know and love that made a comment about your body. Maybe it was a family member, a parent, a sibling, an aunt, your grandma. Maybe it was a child. Maybe your own child and be somebody else's child. Maybe a total stranger in line at the grocery store has made a comment to you about your body. And maybe it's been an adult, an adult stranger, someone that just makes a flippant comment to you about your body. I think we all have examples of this in our life in some form or another. And it can be really, really harmful for a variety of reasons. But I think what can be so hard is knowing what the heck to do when this happens. Speaking from my own personal experience, there have been times when people have made comments about my body, both friends, family, and strangers alike, when one comment about my body would send me completely spiraling, absolutely spiraling. 
It would ruin my entire day. It would make me question everything and it would really give me a major hit to my confidence. I mean, understandably, right? Now, I've come a long, long way in my own self-acceptance journey to where I have a little bit of a, I don't know if the right word is thicker skin, but more self-confidence to be able to handle unsolicited comments with a little bit more elegance and ease and not having it turn into a total shame spiral like it would have in the past. But this is what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about why we should just stop making comments about people's bodies in general. But I wanted to share a story. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, we're going to rewind way, way back. I'm talking back to episode number one eight, episode 18. If you want to talk more about other people's opinions and comments about your body, you can go back and listen to episode 18. I shared a story there, but I'm going to retell it today because I think that a lot of you will resonate with this. Now, when I think back to my childhood and my life, I would say that people have been making comments about my body for a long time. And a lot of the comments when I think about those discussions about my body that were had in front of me or to my face, most of them growing up were from my own family. And they were coming from a well-meaning place, right? They were concerned about my health and wellness. So people would make comments about my body and my health, specifically in reference to my size, the size of my body. Now, that is a whole other beast of conversation in terms of really being the seed that planted my dissatisfaction with my body that really planted the seed of my insecurities in my body that I have been working to unpack for three decades now, okay? So it can be really, really harmful when you make comments to somebody in your life, even if it's well-intentioned and with nothing but love. But I want to share a story about a kid making a comment about my body. Now, this was over five years ago when we were living in Kentucky, and I was at a friend's house, and we were having a, a friend barbecue in the backyard, okay? So everyone's there, a bunch of our, our friends have kids, young kids, and we're drinking a beer, hanging out outside, having a grand old time. Now, one of my friend's little boys, he was four years old at the time, he wanted me to go and push him on the swing. So him and another little boy, we go out to the swing set, and I'm pushing them on the swing, and I'm also, you know, sipping on this beer. And this little boy turns around as I'm pushing him on the swing, and he says, are you fat because you drink beer? And I'll admit, I was a little taken aback. You know, kids, they will just say whatever, whatever they are thinking, right? I was a little taken aback, but I was like, haha, no, maybe, buddy. I don't know. I just kind of tried to laugh it off, move on, make a little response, and then just keep pushing on the swing, okay? That did not satisfy this little boy, though. He decided that he wanted to keep talking about the conversation of how I was fat because I drank beer. In fact, he decided that he was going to turn it into an improv musical where he started singing a song about me being fat because of beer. And wouldn't you know it, he enlisted the other little boy to join him. So it turned into this little choir over at the swing set about me being fat. And um, yeah, wasn't my finest moment, okay? It didn't feel really great in the moment. I will say, kudos to me, I resisted the urge to push said little boy out of the swing set and teach him a lesson because I knew that ultimately that would not be the answer. So instead, what I did was I walked away, rounded the corner around the house where nobody could see me, including the little boy or all of our friends, and I started crying. I started crying. It really hurt my feelings, this little boy singing a song about how fat I was. And here's the thing. In hindsight, there's so much more I can glean from this interaction. Now, at the end of the day, or logically speaking, do I care what a four-year-old little boy thinks about me and my body? 
I mean, no, logically speaking, no. His opinion of me and my body has no bearing on my life. I don't live for his approval. Logically speaking, no, I don't really care. But if I don't really care what this four-year-old little boy thinks my body, why did it hurt me so badly that I walked around the corner to let myself cry and hide in shame? Why did it hit me so much? The reason that it hit me is because his comments were confirming an insecurity that I already felt to be true. It was like someone had seen a wound and they're like, oh, I see you have this gaping wound right here. Do you mind if I pour a little salt in it? That is why it stung. I want you to think about this, okay? Whether it's someone that you know or a total stranger, in the moments that they say something that hurts your feelings or upsets you, it is usually because it is something that you already believe or are working to not believe anymore is true about yourself. And on the flip side, if someone makes a comment to you that you absolutely do not believe is true, it just rolls off you like Teflon on a nonstick pan. Let's think about this, okay? If someone came up to me and said, wow, your eyes are hideous, like the ugliest eyes I've ever seen. I'd be like, Psh, you crazy. Like clearly you're blind because I am so confident that my eyes are freaking beautiful and there is nothing that anybody in this world could tell me about my eyes that would make me change my mind. So really other people's comments to me have no bearing on how I feel. However, if someone came up to me and said, oh my gosh, your legs remind me a lot of the cottage cheese that I ate this morning. I'd have some feelings about that. You know why I'd have some feelings about that? Because my legs are already an area of my body where I feel insecure. It's already a place that I have to do a lot of self-love work. So a stranger coming up and saying words to me is actually a neutral experience. Whether or not those words affect me, good or bad, is dependent on how I feel about myself, are dependent on whether or not I believe those words to be true and less about what that person actually said. You know, even recently in my life, I've had several small children, my cousin's kids, ask me if I was pregnant, making a comment about my body, right? One of my niece's cousins said, oh, yeah, yeah, when are you going to have your baby? And I said, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not having a baby yet. Nope. There's no baby in here. And she looked at my tummy confused, right? And I was just chatting with one of my dear, dear friends about this. And she is someone who has had many people make comments about her and her stomach specifically thinking that she's pregnant. And I'm not talking about just children here. She's had grown adults asking her about her pregnancy. And she's someone who has dealt with a lot of body insecurities, dealt with eating disorders, dealt with a lot of shame around her stomach already. And here she is getting comments all the time about this one insecurity of hers repeatedly over and over again. And the reason it's so hard for us to navigate how to respond in these moments, to navigate not letting them hurt us so much is because we have our own internal work to do. I'm not saying that it is okay for other people to make comments about our bodies, right? But the way that it affects us is a little bit in our hands, right? Now, one of my friends actually told me one day about this. She had this, this visual, and I love speaking in pictures. She said, I like to think about other people's comments to me when they hurt me as if someone is looking at me, you know, wearing a shirt, and I have a little smudge or a little dust. And when someone makes a comment that stings a little, it's kind of like, they're looking at my shirt and being like, oh, you missed a spot here. There's a little bit of something on you. And 
what she means by you missed a spot is you missed a little spot on your self-love and acceptance journey. The reason it stings is because there's more work to do there. The first thing I want to say is it's normal to care what people think, okay? Let's just accept that that's a fact of nature. As humans, we are hardwired to care about what other people think, okay? So don't be like, I just wish I didn't care. Hello, hi, welcome to earth. You're a human. Sorry, it's part of the deal, okay? You are hardwired to care. I want you to think back to our early ancestors, right? Community was absolutely crucial to our survival when we were in small villages and tribes. And if you didn't have a tribe, your odds of making it, your odds of surviving this world were slim to none. It was a requirement for you to care what people thought of you so that you could be accepted and ultimately survive. And even in present times, right, we are conditioned to seek approval from others from the time that we are born. Our parents praise us for good behavior and reward us for a job well done, right? From the young age, we are praised for you are so cute. You are so precious. We are also praised on our looks. And based on the feedback that we receive when we are little, we are conditioned to act a certain way for approval and acceptance from our parents, teachers, friends, and so on. We also learn what other people deem as beautiful or cute or attractive, right? We are hardwired to care what people think, and we're hardwired to have these beliefs on what is quote-unquote good. What I really want to bring up with this point is when other people make comments about you, before we even talk about why that's not okay, before we even talk about how to respond, I want us to recognize that this can be an opportunity for you to become compassionately curious about your defensiveness and your reaction to ask yourself, what is this illuminating about me? What can my reaction to this person's comment tell me or inform me about myself and maybe where I have some more self-love work to do? Think about someone who is so, so insanely confident about themselves and who they are, the work they do, the way they look, their decisions, someone who is so freaking confident. For someone that is so confident, words from other people are not going to affect them the same way as someone who is dealing with their insecurities, okay? Again, I'm not saying that it's okay to make comments about other people's bodies, but what I'm saying to you is every reaction, every feeling that we have in a situation is a signal telling us something, okay? So I want you to think about what areas of your life you feel really defensive about, what comments that people have made that have really struck a chord with you, and what is that telling you? What is that informing you about? When I think about my defensiveness, it is telling me the areas where, hey, you know, yeah, that really hurt my feelings. No, it wasn't okay for them to say that. But I also recognize that the reason that I feel so soft and tender in this area is because I haven't fully accepted this area of my life. This is a place where I have some self-love work to do. I want you to recognize how your reactions to things can really be informative for you to understand yourself a little bit better. This is the beginning of your Irish spring love story. No, I'm not talking about that kind of love story. You know, the romantic kind. And no, I'm not talking about Irish spring as in the bar of soap. I'm talking about a self-love story. The one where the girl flies away to Ireland, rediscovers who she is, falls in love with herself again, if not for the first time in all her years, returning home as the main character, confident queen of her own life. The story has already begun, in fact. Yes, this is the moment she clicks the link below in the show notes, reads the description and feels her heart come to life as she wonders, is that for me? Could I do that? Should I go for it? 
on this women's retreat? Now, she may question herself, running through the list of reasons why it won't work and wonder to herself, am I worth it? But then she thinks, if not now, then when? And she finally says, after a long, deep breath, screw it. I'm finally saying yes to me. 10 seconds of courage, a few clicks later, and she claims her spot for the International Women's Retreat to Ireland, April of 2024. And her life would never be the same. This story, my friend, could be about you. You scrolling down below to the show notes, clicking the link and claiming your seat for my eight-day women's retreat in Ireland, April 22nd to 29th in 2024. There are still a handful of seats left and one of them has your name on it. Click below to learn more or visit coachkaya.com and click on the retreat tab. We would love to have you join us. This love story, it's already begun. The moment you realize you, my friend, are absolutely worth it. Now, why do other people make comments about people's bodies? I first want to talk about kids, okay? (laughs) Listen, I know I titled this episode When Kids and Adults Are A-Holes. And like, let's just be honest, parents, you know it better than anybody. Kids can be little a-holes, okay? And I don't believe that usually, most of the time, maybe you'll disagree with me, most of the time, I think children's comments about your body don't have ill intentions, right? I think a lot of times when kids, especially young kids, make comments about people's bodies, it is them making observations in the world, right? And they just don't know when it's, you know, socially appropriate to vocalize those observations versus hold them inside. I just saw a friend post on her social media the other day, her little boy, I think he's probably about kindergarten age. And she said they were, I don't know, at a store or something. And he looks over at this man. He says, wow, you're really old. And she said she was mortified. <laughs> she said she was mortified by her son's, her son voicing this and saying to this old man that he's so old, right? You wouldn't do that if you were adult. I mean, I would hope that you wouldn't do that or say that if you're an adult. And so when kids make comments about people's bodies, about people's ages, about ways that people look, I mean, I think that parents, you probably all have an example of going out into the world and maybe there's someone who looks different. Maybe they have a handicap or a disability or a birthmark or or something that looks different than the quote unquote norm. And you have held your breath praying to the good Lord, baby Jesus child, please don't say something. Please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. Please hold your tongue. Please don't even notice. I think we've all been there, right? Because when your child makes a comment that is socially inappropriate, it is probably mortifying for you as a parent, right? So I I believe in giving children, especially young children, the benefit of the doubt. They are learning. They are making observations about the world. When things don't fit the norm or what they're learning is the norm, they notice, they comment, they ask questions. And I think it's okay for children to be curious. And I also think it's okay for children to be curious about other people's bodies. And we're going to get into that here in a minute. I think the other thing to understand, especially as children get older to an age when you think they should, you know, maybe know better than to say certain things, I want you to think about the fact that kids are also mimicking the messages that they are hearing and learning at home. Okay. So if they come from a home with people who make comments about other people's bodies, maybe not to their face, but behind closed doors, or maybe when they're watching a TV show 
and they hear their parents making comments about other people's bodies. This is the kind of stuff that they are hearing and learning in their home, and then they are mimicking it out in the real world. That said, I am really working on giving kids the benefit of the doubt when it comes to making comments. When you're they're young, I really don't believe that they know better. Now, adults, <laughs> adults, you should know better. But I will say this. I think that a lot of us through generations have been brainwashed by diet culture to have opinions about bodies, to make assumptions about people based on what they look like. But I also want to remind you that a lot of times adults' comments about other people, whether it's about their body, their looks, or otherwise, most of the time they are projecting their own stuff onto you. They are projecting their own body image stuff and it has nothing to do with you. Them putting you down makes them feel better. Them differentiating you from them makes them feel better, makes them feel like they're doing a little bit better than someone else. Demeaning you makes them feel like they have power. But when I see other people making hurtful, mean, inappropriate comments, I know that there is a place in their heart that they are hurting that that is coming from. Now, it's hard to have that compassion in the moment, especially when the comment is pointed towards you. But and we'll talk about res- responses here in a minute, but it just makes me want to say, oh my gosh, bless her heart. She hates herself so much. She felt the need to say something hateful to me. And it is hard to feel that like compassion sometimes in the moment when it's happening. But I want you to keep in mind that other people's comments and opinions of you have more to do with them than they have to do with you. They are projecting their own stuff onto you. Now, here's why comments about people's bodies is really, really harmful. It's harmful for a myriad of reasons. But one thing that I want to make really, really clear is that you cannot determine someone else's story, someone else's health and well-being because of what they look like. And I know we've been taught to believe that that's not the case, right? We assume someone is overweight, they must be really unhealthy. We have assumptions in our society that if someone's overweight, they must be lazy. They must not care about themselves. We have a lot of assumptions, right? We've been taught to feel that way. And we also have assumptions about people that look traditionally thin, right? We are taught that thin is beautiful. Thin must be healthy. So we praise people for having thinner bodies, for losing weight. But we do not know other people's stories. You can be thin or heavy for a variety of reasons, from genetics from illness, from eating disorders, right? The person that you might be praising for losing weight, the person that you might be like, oh my gosh, you're so thin, you're so beautiful, you look great. What you might not know is that they are in the depths of an eating disorder. You might not know that they are starving themselves. You might not know that they are binging and purging. And us continuing to praise people because of thinness is actually perpetuating some of these behaviors. We don't know their story, right? And on the flip side, you can be making comments about people that exist in a larger body, making assumptions that they are lazy or that they are unhealthy. And you don't know that the reason that they are navigating weight issues is because they have a serious illness as well. They might also have an eating disorder. And you making comments about them and their bodies is not encouraging them to make healthy choices for them and their body. We need to stop making comments about other people's bodies, period. It is not helpful in any direction to point out people's bodies. And I know that it's really hard because we were raised and inundated in a society that is taught to celebrate certain directions of body change, namely weight loss, okay? And I have dealt with this, being someone who has been on a weight loss journey. People make comments all the time, right? 
And I've been on the side of things where I get a lot of praise. Oh my gosh, you look great. Congratulations on the weight loss. You look amazing. And I'll be honest, when you when you're on the when you're on the receiving end of those comments and you are actively trying to lose weight, it feels good, right? When people affirm you and make kind comments to you about your body, it feels good. But you know what happens when you stop losing weight or when you start gaining weight? The comments stop. And the comments should stop, right? There should never be comments. But the the stopping of the comments speak just as much volumes as the praise of weight loss. People don't praise you for gaining weight. They don't. It's not it's not a thing that people do. And I think that altogether it would just be a lot healthier for our entire society if we kept our opinions about people's bodies to ourselves because they're not helpful either way. Do you know what my favorite thing ever in the entire world is? Talking. Surprise, surprise, I have a podcast, but not just talking into a microphone. No, my favorite thing ever is talking and connecting with people. And more than anything, really empowering people to recognize their own power and magic within them. In fact, I love it so much that I have opened up my calendar for you to be able to book your very own Power Hour coaching session with me. So if you're needing some support to tackle your big goal, whatever that may be, maybe overcome self-doubt or reconnect with yourself on a deeper level, if you've ever wanted to pick my brain, bounce some ideas off of me or ask me for specific guidance when it comes to business or making a website or launching a podcast or really whatever it is, or heck, even if you just need to laugh, cry or dance with someone, by golly, I am your girl. I have just opened up my private one-on-one coaching power hour sessions. Now, what does that mean? Well, a power hour means that you get to book me on my calendar for one hour. That's one hour, no strings attached. You don't have to commit to some long coaching program. It's just you and me and an empowered hour for connection, coaching, and growth in whatever topic and whatever direction you want to go. Because guess what I love? I love talking and I love you. And I would love to help support you in whatever way I can. If you're interested in booking a power hour coaching session with me, visit coachkaya.com forward slash coaching or visit the link down below in the show notes. Again, to book a call with me, that is coachkaya.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to chat with you. So now let's talk about how to respond when people make body comments. Okay, I want to start with kids here. Listen, again, we're, I, I believe in giving kids the benefit of the doubt, especially young kids. Okay, and to kids, when kids make comments about your body, even if they're harmful or not, I think this is a helpful opportunity to really express to children and let them understand that all bodies look different. Okay, I really like to think about these as opportunities to be mindful, to really teach kids about different bodies and teach them how to respond instead about people's bodies. Okay. Now as an aunt with young, young nieces, okay. They are at the age where they will tell you whatever they're thinking. Okay. And my, my nieces have asked me a lot of questions about my body. When I hold them up, like I pick them up and I rest them on a hip and their arm is wrapped around me. They love to play with my underarm skin, right? That loose, flabby, soft, smooth skin. Okay. They love it. They like play with it. They jiggle it. They love it. And I used to hate it. I used to be freaking mortified when they would play with it. I'm like, why, why, why play with the one part of my body, not the one, one of the parts of my body that I have struggled the most to accept and love. But what I realized was when I reacted in a, hey, don't touch that. Essentially what I'm doing is I'm teaching them 
that like that's bad and that I am insecure about this and you should be insecure about your arms too. Maybe that's not exactly, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, okay, and making some assumptions, but I don't want to inadvertently project my own insecurities onto them. So when they ask me questions about like, why is your skin so jiggly? Why do you have such a big belly? I want to be able to respond neutrally and honestly about some people's skin looks like that. Yaya lost a lot of weight. That's why she had loose skin. Yaya gained some weight. That's why this looks this way. Yaya's belly just looks like that. It's okay. Everybody's body looks different. I think it's an opportunity to have some of these discussions. My best friend has a little girl. She just turned one. And me and my best friend, we've been friends since we were sophomores in high school. We went to high school together, college together, and she was we've been through a lot of our body image and health journeys together side by side. And with her young daughter, she wants to be so, so mindful of the struggles that we faced growing up in being so dissatisfied with our bodies. And she doesn't want that to be the story for her little girl. And so she has discovered this wide array of books and literature out there that is all about celebrating diversity and bodies. And she sends me TikTok videos of body positive and body neutral lullabies and songs all the time. And there is this one lullaby that is on TikTok. I think it's made by a girl whose name is Mother Moon. Her tag is Mother Moon. And I love it. It's called the Good Belly Song. And this is the way that it goes. You're welcome in advance for singing you a lullaby on the podcast. Big belly, little belly, round belly, flat. Some have a lot of muscle, some have a lot of fat. Some wiggle and they jiggle and some do not. And I like whatever kind of belly that you got. Isn't that so sweet? I don't know why, but I find myself getting like weirdly emotional about it because I just went and visited my friend and her little girl and we were sitting on her bed and my my best friend said, we love to sit on the bed and we love to play and we love to celebrate our bodies. And her little girl loves her mom's belly button. And you just see them sitting here on the bed and her her little daughter poking her belly button saying boop and and just touching her mom's belly her squishy belly that carried her and it was so so beautiful to me and i think that the reason i get emotional about it is because i don't think that the generation before us that my generation or my mom's generation or my grandma's generation ever did that and maybe some people did but i don't think it was the norm i don't remember ever thinking that bellies were good of all kinds. From a young age, I believed in my core that flat bellies were good and any other belly was bad. And if you had a different kind of belly, you should feel shame about it because that's what I was surrounded by. And even to this day, I know that like the women in my life, they still have a lot of unpacking to do about the way they feel about their bellies, myself included. And it just makes me feel so happy and hopeful that maybe this next generation of little girls doesn't have to grow up hating their bodies. The comments that we make to other people, and maybe even more importantly, the comments that we make to ourselves matter because we are modeling to this next generation of kids of what quote unquote good is, what bad is, where we should focus our time and energy. And it breaks my heart to think about how much time and energy our generations have wasted obsessing over the way that we look when we could be focusing on creating art and sciences and math and changing the world. And instead, we've wasted it, hating ourselves for no good 
reason. So when kids make a comment about your body, especially if it's your own kids and it is an opportunity, this is an opportunity for you to show them something different, to teach them that all bodies look different and all bodies can be celebrated and there's no bad or good. And I want to love on you if you are someone who is continuing to work to heal these insecurities in your life. The best gift that you can give to your kids is loving yourself first because I want that to be the thing that we model to the next generation. Okay. Now, how do we respond when adults make comments about our bodies? Well, it just depends on how nice you want to be. <laughs> I saw someone share the other day that a great, a great way to respond to someone who makes a comment about your body is to stop, look them dead in the eye and say, hmm, that's a weird thing to say and just wait. And I love that response because it's questioning the norm that we've created about body comments, how it's like normal and acceptable to make a comment about someone's body when it's not. It's actually a really weird thing for people to comment about other people's bodies. And if you stop and say, that's a weird thing to say and just look at them and wait for them to react, it makes them question like, why did I say that? Why do I believe that? And they might give you an answer, right? And you can probably rebuttal whatever that is. But I love that response. That's a weird thing to say. Like, let's start making people question when they say something like that, okay? Because next time they have a body thought or a comment they want to make about somebody else, they're going to remember, like, is that a weird thing to say? Well, how are they going to respond to me? So I loved that. If an adult makes a comment to you about your body, you can say, well, that's a weird thing to say. Another one, and I kind of shared this earlier, I do believe that hurt people hurt people. And so when people say mean things about your body, especially if it's intentionally with malice to make you feel bad, it is likely because they are deeply hurting. It doesn't make it okay that they said that, but the whole way, like compassion, I think is honestly a really good, I don't want to say weapon, but a really good response because fire gets stronger with fire, right? So when you fight fire with fire, sometimes it could just make it a bigger, a bigger mess, right? So when someone says something hateful to you about your body, you know, I love the reaction of like, oh, bless your heart. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? You know, another great response that you can say that might just shut them up is, I didn't realize that my body was any of your business or my body isn't open for discussion, right? This can be a great comment to use if it's a family member that's making comments about your body. Like this is actually not up for discussion. You are allowed to set boundaries with people in your life and let them know what is not acceptable. And if they continue to make comments about your body, how you will choose to respond. You know, you can say, oh, my body's not up for discussion. If you continue to make comments, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the room or whatever that is. It's okay to set boundaries. In fact, I encourage you to set boundaries with people who make comments about your body and disrespect that you don't allow that in your space. And you know what else you can do? Because you're a grown-ass adult. You can also just look them straight in the face and say, F off and walk away. That'll also do, right? The way that you respond is ultimately up to you and in your hands. I tend to lead towards the compassionate side, but that's not everybody's story, right? Some people just want to tell someone what they think and move on. And I'm going to let you make that call, okay? What I want to end this podcast with is this. If there's one thing that we take away, it's stop commenting on other people's bodies, period. We need to stop making this a norm, okay? We need to change the narrative and make help people realize that unsolicited body comments are not welcome. They're not helpful. So just keep them in your brain. If you make an observation about someone else's body, likely that's been because you have been thought to believe certain things about certain types of bodies. If you have the thought come up, just keep it to yourself. Okay. You do not need to vocalize it. And also 
Stop asking women if they're pregnant. I don't care if they really, really look pregnant unless they bring up the fact that they're pregnant, unless they open up the discussion about pregnancy. Do not ask a woman if she's pregnant or when she's due. You know why? Because she might not be pregnant and then it's going to be bad for her. It's going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad all around. So we're going to stop just making assumptions, okay? Stop asking women if they're pregnant or when they're due, period. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a man. If you're a kid, you don't know better, but let's show them better, okay, by not doing it ourselves. And again, if someone makes a comment about you or your body, I want you to be mindful of what comes up for you. Although the comment wasn't solicited or even appropriate, this can be a great opportunity for you to discover what areas you have to strengthen for your own self-confidence and acceptance. And when it comes to kids, body observations can be an opportunity for learning and perspective shifts. If it's an adult, well, the same is true, unfortunately, and it's your call how gentle or firm you want to be with them. But remember, the most important opinion is the one you have about yourself. And the true key here is to not let the opinion of others drown out your own inner voice, especially if that inner voice, your inner confidence is something you're really working to strengthen. The stronger that confidence and self-acceptance is, the less other people's opinions and comments are going to affect you. The only person that gets to decide who you are and how you feel about yourself is you. There is no objective truth to who you are as a person. You are just a collection of things that you believe to be true about yourself, and that's a choice. And you, when you believe something to be true about yourself, you will then act in accordance to those beliefs. So strengthening that belief in those identities to create the reality of who you are that's on you. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, we're going to be around people and that's going to expose us to their opinions, good or bad or otherwise. But the great news is that you get to decide whose opinion matters to you. And it might only be a small handful of people whose opinion you allow to carry any weight in your mind. When someone shares their opinion with you, you know, ask yourself, does this person's opinion matter to me? Is my well-being in their best interest? What is their intention? And is this coming from a place of love? Okay. When strangers make comments about you and your body, I don't think it checks these boxes. Okay. And remember, your opinion of yourself is the number one most important opinion out there. So let's work to build your self-belief, to build that self-confidence, to build that self-acceptance. Because when we do that, we are better able to navigate a world of mixed opinions about us, right? Because we're number one. I hope that this was helpful for you today, my friends. I really didn't expect to get emotional like I did, but here we are, raw and real, in the garden, on the podcast, coming to you. But I hope that it left you with something to think about, whether it is getting curious about your own reactions to things and what it's telling you you might have areas to improve on in terms of your own self-love and acceptance journey, whether it armed you with some things to think about when it comes to responding to adults or kids when they are just straight up, you know, a-holes you know, intentionally or unintentionally, and uh, maybe a few ideas for how to respond. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So tag me, take a screenshot, share it on your socials, tag me, send me a message. I'd love to keep the conversation going. And again, one of the best ways to support the show is by sharing it with a friend or leaving a rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. And if you enjoyed what you heard, take a moment to drop some love and it would really, really mean the world to me. Thank you so much sweet listeners for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. 
Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.